Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi everyone, welcome to In Bloom Podcast or welcome back. My name is Abby Aslan and I'm the host of this podcast. Super excited for this week's episode. If you didn't know, the day this episode drops, it's April 18th, happy tax day. Um, And it's also the day after my birthday and the day after Easter. And in the past, I've done like 22 lessons I learned at like 22. I don't know if I... I don't even know how long I've had this podcast since like what 2019 so in 2020 I guess I would have done that was my 22 lessons of 22 then wait I'm skipping a year oh my gosh I'm about to be 24 not 23 I was just like sitting here I was like the math is not mathing because <laughs> I was like wait a minute it's 2021 and last year when I didn't do the 22 I was like that was definitely two years ago wasn't it And I was like, wait a minute, but it's 2021 and then, yeah, no, it's 2022. So I've done two of these episodes already, I guess is what I was trying to get at. In 2020, I did um, 21 or 22 lessons at 22 and then I think I did 23 at 23 last year. Unless I'm making that up, I'm pretty sure I did that last year. Um, This year, I'm not doing that because there's no way for me to do these episodes, do more than the two I have already and them not be redundant. So instead, I'm going to basically be doing that, but on a much smaller scale. And I'm really just focusing on the last year of my life instead of like, honestly, the whole reason anybody does those episodes in the first place is because the title is catchy. Um, It doesn't make much sense, I guess, to go over each birthday, what you've learned in your whole span of life, because since the last time I've done the episode, I already updated you guys on what I've learned in my whole span of life. So... Um, I'm just going to be updating you all with the things that I learned over the last year of being 23, which is so wild. I'm actually recording this on a Thursday night. I normally never record during the week. I always record on the weekends, but because it's my birthday this weekend and it's also my boyfriend's birthday on Saturday, the day before mine, um, we don't have anything crazy planned, but we will be probably like, you know, busier socially than usual. So I know that like my talking energy and my social battery is going to be very drained at the end of the week weekend and I have a busy social week next week so I'm just like I need to go ahead and get this out of the way so that it could be the best it can be because the last thing that I want to do on my birthday on Sunday is record this podcast because I'm probably just not going to feel like talking much to people um or to a microphone or to anything really just because I know that I will be socially drained so um with that being said we're just going to go over what I have learned in my 23rd year of living, um, I can't believe I'm about to be 24. It really, I mean, 24 is a random age. 23 was literally terrible. 22 was also terrible, but I attribute a lot of 22's horribleness to COVID. Um, like, that was just my 22nd birthday. I turned 22 obviously this time during 2020 so like a month into the pandemic and um the bulk of like my 22nd year I guess you could say was spent 
um, in that early phase of COVID. And so it was just rough with all of those adjustments. And then 23 was just hard. Lots of change, lots of transition. Um, Like Kylie Jenner, I think, was it Kylie that said it was the year of realizing things? Literally me. That was 23 for me. It was the year of realizing things. I had so much just resurface like from my past and I think a lot of it had to do with stepping into adulthood and just becoming more emotionally mature which is a great thing but it's also really painful when you're somebody who wasn't ever really emotionally mature to begin with and you're like having old things that you've like buried resurface and that you've never dealt with and you're having to deal with them years later or just dealing with figuring out who you are and all kinds of things like 23 was just rough I also went off birth control in my 23rd year which I don't think I've ever mentioned that just because it I don't know it doesn't feel like anything worth mentioning because it wasn't like this planned out decision I literally just stopped it because I was like so tired of like feeling like this emotionless robot and I didn't feel like myself ever so I had to like adjust to that during most of my 23rd year because I got off of it about a year ago and that's been an adjustment because I've learned that I'm just like emotionally very all over the place in my natural state (laughs) and it's just like weird because I feel very aligned with like my true self now and I feel very like in touch with like young me and I think that that's also probably the reason why a lot of things resurface isn't that so weird like a lot of the things that have like resurfaced are things just like from early college and like high school that I just like never dealt with emotionally just like emotional trauma in that sense and I don't want to call it trauma because like not all of it's trauma but some of it like definitely I would categorize as that and it's all stuff that I just had shoved under the rug and like literally I've talked to you guys about it like I just don't I don't know I haven't healed from it I get off birth control and like everything just explodes inside me isn't that so weird? I mean, it makes sense, but it's truly so weird. Like, I had that thought, like, when I got off of it, I was like, I wonder if, like, I'm going to, like, have, like, things resurface and, like, weird, like, emotions resurface from, like, when I, like, the last time, like, before I was on birth control. And it's not that I have, like, feelings or, like, emotions. It's more so of just, like, the anything that's been buried inside of me, like, I just don't have the capacity to hold it in like I once did so that's why it's all coming out it's not because like I feel it it's just because it's like bursting at the seams and it can't be held in any longer because I think that my birth control really just made me very like emotionless and numb to a lot of things and I don't want to say emotionless because there were definitely things that I have strong emotions with while I was on it like I feel like I was very like for lack of a better word I'm trying to think of a way to describe how I was while I was on it I don't really know I was very on edge I would say but like in a weird way like not with everything like I was just very um and I don't want to say anxious but I but I mean that's the best way to describe it because it's like I'm I was always worried about like the next thing and I was always like trying to like protect my emotions but I think a lot of that with me being on birth control was also just like my response to being hurt in the past and never dealing with it so I don't really think that was fully attributable to birth control in and of itself but anyways that was a tangent I wasn't planning on going on we're gonna get into this episode um but first I just want to start out with a quote goal and gratitude for this week y'all know the deal I'm like 
I don't have my glasses on right now. I got glasses recently, if you all didn't know. Um, I talked about it on my YouTube channel. And I need to get contacts really soon because I can't keep, like, wearing glasses all day and then taking them off, like, after I shower because I feel ten times more blind when I take them off at night. And I'm, like, I'm literally sitting in bed and I'm having a hard time seeing my computer that's a foot and a half away from me right now. Um, trying to, like, squint over here reading the quote on my computer. <laughs> But the Pinterest quote from this week, and it's from Pinterest, um, it's one of those like screenshots of Tumblr posts, which those are always really good. Um, I went on Tumblr right before I started recording this because I wanted to see if there was any or if there were any good quote, quotes that I could use on Tumblr. So it says, something that took me ages to realize is not every day is a competition with my, yourself. Each day does not have to mean progress or better than the previous one. Sometimes all you can do in a day is go through the motions and that's enough. It's enough to get by when that's all you have left in the tank. Stop competing with yourself. Life isn't a competition against you. There's no first or second place. It's just you and how you decide to live your life and that's all there is to it. This was just like a good little reminder to like stop taking myself so dang seriously sometimes. Um, I feel like I'm always just trying to like one-up myself from the year before and I think that this is a really good timely reminder for, you know, getting a year older. I feel obviously the societal pressures of like each year you get older, there's a little bit more pressure to get married. There's a little bit more pressure to buy a house. There's a little bit more pressure to be making X amount of money. But it's like it's your life and it's you and it's you're the person that's deciding all of that. You know, you don't have to make it a competition based off of what pressures other people are putting on to you. And you also don't have to make it a competition based on the pressures you're putting on yourself. Like I do, a lot of the pressure that I feel in my life is self-induced and I truly do put it on myself. I don't know why, but I definitely find myself always trying to, you know, like have a better workout routine than I did the last time I was like really consistent with a workout routine or, you know, oh, I'm gonna like eat better, like you know this this week or this season compared to last week which like those are all good habits and goals to set for yourself yes but like sometimes you think those things and it kind of turns into like this competition in your head to where you feel like a failure if you don't succeed in it but that's not really the case it's just like you're just living so give yourself a little grace and it's gonna be okay and not every day is gonna be this super aesthetic super productive getting everything done your every single box from your morning routines checked every single box from your night routines checked it's not going to be like that every day it's not realistic to hold yourself to that standard so don't like force yourself to compete with that because it's not realistic my goal for this week is to really just listen to myself each day and like actually do what I want to do I that might sound like a weird goal but I have a busy week coming up um the week that this episode podcast episode is dropping Monday I'm going to Austin for recruiting for like my actual like full-time job I've been to Austin this will be the third time in the last month for recruiting one of the times I stayed overnight the other time I drove myself was there for an hour and a half and turned around and drove back which it's three hours to Austin so three hours there and three hours back and this, I did that in the same night and then this time we're coming back the same night again, but we're riding like on a coach type of bus or whatever. So I won't have to drive, which I actually like the driving time because I don't drive that much as is. 
so I like it but like I definitely have done a lot of it lately because I went to AM um, College Station for recruiting this past week and I drove myself there and came back the same night and doing that on top of working all day is a lot so I'm glad that Monday I'll be on a bus but I'm like hoping that people don't really want to like talk to me on the bus I don't know I will talk to people if they want to but like I'm not gonna be want to be like social the whole three three hours there and three hours back so but I'm sure that I think that we'll probably have our computer so and wi-fi and stuff on the bus so we'll be able to work and everything but I don't know if that's much better than having to talk to people um I probably sound like so rude when I say these things but guys I'm just like truly like an introvert at heart like the small talk I just I don't know I'm not good with it I'm much better with like deep conversation and I don't want to I'm not gonna have that type of conversation with people I work with like ever so no um but anyways that's going on Monday night so that'll be like a long night Monday night Tuesday nights I'm going to an Astros game with people from work so that's like another socially exhausting thing and like this is a lot when you're used to working from home four out of the five days of the week because I'm not having to like really be socially on any day except for the one day that I go into office and to have that on Monday nights and then coming off of a weekend of me like socializing and being in public and like going out which is something I don't do often at all it's a lot and then Tuesday night going to an Astros game like I'll know a decent amount of people there but I also won't know a lot of the people there from work so that'll be that and then Wednesday I typically go in office that'll be TBD on how I feel on Wednesday but I didn't go this past Wednesday since I was in college station the night before and got home really late so I'm gonna feel obligated to go next week and then Friday we're volunteering at a food bank um for work so that'll be good and I think that'll be good because like it's I don't think we'll be like talking throughout all of that that'll just be like a good experience overall and I'm like really looking forward to doing that and then Friday night there's like a happy hour and another Astros game for work and I don't know if I'm going yet or not to that I actually have to RSVP to that by like tomorrow evening so I need to like figure that out I just can't decide if I want to spend three of my five nights next week like with work related stuff like that's just a lot to ask when I'm working all day as is it'd be different if these events were like all during the day but it's like this is extensions of my day so that makes it difficult especially on a Friday night like Friday nights are so special to me so I don't know about that yet but all of my like the three girls that I'm like I guess you could say friends with at work that I see like every Wednesday when we go in office usually like I know they're all going so I feel like I should go but I don't know yet anyways um the whole point of me saying all that it's gonna be a busy week so obviously I'm going to be feeling very drained and I just want to like listen to myself each day and whatever I need each day I want to give that to myself because a lot of times I'm really bad about thinking ahead and thinking I need to work ahead like I'm literally doing that right now as I'm recording this podcast I didn't really feel in the mood to do, not in the mood because I did want to do it like I truly like feel like talking right now and like doing it but I just kind of want to go to bed at the same time because I have therapy in the morning and I'm just kind of like feeling mentally and emotionally kind of bleh about that because I'm just like oh gosh I have all this anticipation of like how it's gonna go and then I have to like be a functioning human the rest of the day after it so I just have like a lot of a little bit of anxiety and like just the build-up anticipation from that so like I know and then I know I'm gonna be um, busy this weekend so I was like I need to record the podcast so I'm thinking ahead so I'm kind of just putting 
I'm not really putting myself at priority by like making myself record a podcast when I probably should just like let myself rest but it's okay because I do want to do this and I think it'll I, I my the future me will think thank past me for getting this done with because I will be glad I think at the end of the weekend when I realize I've already got taken care of the podcast but um you know whether it's like work going to a workout class or um going to bed early watching a tv show I've kind of had like an itch to like start not restart Grey's Anatomy but start back like wherever I left off I haven't watched it since summer of 2020 so I'm like pretty behind but um I have kind of like had the urge to watch that so like if that's what I want to do like I'm gonna let myself watch an episode I am just in this horrible habit of any time I have free time after work I try to like get ahead on YouTube and podcasting stuff which is great because it normally frees up time for me on the weekends but I end up just keep getting myself ahead which it's great it's really great because I don't feel stressed ever with YouTube and podcast stuff because I'm so ahead on it but it's because every single time I have free time I'm like oh I could like edit a video right now or I could uh, plan the podcast and it's like I can like chill too you know like I can watch a TV show it's okay so I just kind of like want to honor what I'm feeling if that makes sense and especially knowing that it's going to be a busy week I know it's going to be more important than ever to like actually listen to myself and give myself what my brain heart and body needs next week um and my gratitude is very cheesy it is um another year of life I am truly so thankful to have made it another year and um just thankful for for where I'm at you know I'm not the happiest ever right now I am also like not like the most miserable right now but I'm I'm definitely just kind of like in a weird space and I think it's okay to acknowledge that because I never want to like pretend that I'm feeling a way I'm not and I think a lot of times I I told I used to like tell myself mentally you know like I can't I can't be in like a bad state for like a long period of time it's like you know you have bad days but you can't just like feel rough overall for a long period of time and I'm like learning that that very much is possible and it's a work in process to get yourself through it and out of it and I don't know it's just like a lot of change a lot of shift and you know I'm just kind of feeling very bleh lately and um just trying to make it through one day at a time but with all of that being said I can't express enough gratitude for my health and for another year of life and for my family and my friends um all of my family and all my friends they have no idea how much they mean to me you all have no idea how much you mean to me I know I haven't even met most of you in person um but seriously like y'all keep me going every single day and I couldn't ask for a better creative outlet that I have through my podcast and like through YouTube because if I didn't have this like I think I would be in an even more rough state than I am now um just with like feeling very lost and confused with like my 20s and with work and adjusting and all that stuff so I'm very very thankful for where I'm at in another year of life let's go ahead and get into the lessons I think I have six seven eight nine ten I think I have twelve but they're like they're not I feel like they're not things that I've said before like in other episodes like because they're very specific I feel like some of them are literally quotes 
Um, and they're short for the most part. Like they're just very short lessons. So we'll get through it. And um, actually, I think there's 13. I just forgot to put a bullet point on one. But anyways, 13 biggest lessons from 23. <laughs> I guess that could be the title. No, I'm not going to say that. Um, but anyways, first one, distance makes the heart grow fonder. Cheesy. It's a saying everybody's heard, but oh my gosh, has this just proven itself to be more true than ever during the last year of my life, especially as I like made that weird transition of my hometown being like the place I go home to and like still call home, um, while I was in college. Cause it was like, you know, it was a place I could literally just, like, go home to. It was my home base. To where now, it's not that, like, Texas is my home. And, like, well, I still say I'm going home if I'm going to Florida. But, like, my permanent residence as of now is, like, Texas. Which is so weird to say still. And I actually get my drive. Oh, my gosh. I get my driver's license this week in Texas, too, you guys. And it's going to be a busy freaking week. Um, So, that's another thing. But, um, anyways, distance makes the heart grow fonder. And... I mean this in the sense of like literally physical miles, but also just like time spent away from things and from people and from places. It's very true because I've just realized, you know, like my college friends, which most of them had moved, had already graduated and like left since I did my master's um, at the same school. I kind of like learned that, but it's like, I'm just even farther from a lot of my friends now than I was and that's just like hard um and then also just like my missing home all in all um I spent so much of high school like just swearing to myself I would do anything and everything I could to get out of my hometown because I just thought it was the worst thing on the face of this earth which is so dramatic but when you're in high school it's like and when you're in middle school every little like inconvenience or thing that goes wrong feels 150 bajillion times worse than it is because your perspective of life just is so small when you're that age like you have not faced like true trials of adulthood for the most part I think unfortunately um we do as high schoolers you know some people face different things at a young age younger age than others and my heart like hurts for anyone who has to like experience like such adulthood like moments and just like traumatic things earlier on in life and um or even just like the transitions and everything but I wanted to get away from home so badly and because I was just like this place is the worst like everything about it sucks like blah 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 and I will say there really just is not a lot of opportunity there still to this day like in general for career wise which is why I like was like okay I'm not gonna move back home but I miss I've talked about it a bajillion times in this podcast so I'm not gonna like sit here and go on and on about it I just miss the pace of life from home so much and I miss the beach so much because I didn't realize how much of truly like my happy place and the place I feel most at peace like that is where it is is standing on the sand of Panama City Beach and I hate saying that because younger me would like be laughing in my face right now if she heard me say that because I was literally doing everything to you know run away from home not like literally but like to get out of home and 
to me at the time, the most devastating thing that could happen to me was not getting the score I needed on the ACT to get a full ride to an out-of-state school so I could get away from home and be away from, like, the people from my high school and, like, be able to have, like, a fresh start for the most part. So with that being the case, and then, like, now um, that I, like, live a lot farther away, it's not as easily accessible, I can't just drive home on the weekends, like, in college, I have realized now more than ever that, you know, I was a little too dramatic about my feelings towards home. It's really not as bad as I, like, made it out to be. Yes, there are things about it that are bad and that suck, but there's bad things about it everywhere. You know what I mean? And it's okay, like, to feel that way. So if you ever feel that way, like, don't make yourself feel guilty for missing where you're from or anything like that. And just because you miss it doesn't mean you have to move back there and, like, you need to move back there. I think a lot of times when I say that stuff, people probably get the idea of, like, oh, do you want to move back there? Are you moving back there? Like, no, that's not where I need to be in my 20s. Like, I know that. Um, and honestly, if I'm there for longer than like a week and a half, I start to get kind of like antsy anyways, because I kind of just like, you know, regress into like a old younger version of myself every time I go home anyways, in a way. So it's just like weird to do it, um, for long periods of time anyways. But the next thing is a quote as well, or I guess the first one was more of a saying, I don't really want to call it a quote because I don't know who initially said it. And I don't know who said this one either because I saw it on Pinterest. But it says, if you don't face your old pains and traumas and heartbreaks, you'll forever be the victim of your past. And I really like this one. I really wanted to find a quote that's sort of related to um, therapy and just healing in general. Because like I said, it's the year of realizing things. And realizing things for me has meant a lot of things it's realizing things about myself realizing things about my personality my habits just certain traits I have um, preferences I have just for like my life and also realizing things in terms of just old pains and traumas heartbreaks whatever like the quote says and how important it is oh my goodness to face anything you haven't faced before Because like the quote says, you will forever be the victim of your past. And that can show in so many different ways. It can show in your, you know, stress responses and your reactions to um, certain people. The way you attach yourself in friendships, relationships. Like all of that past stuff that you haven't dealt with, you probably don't know it if you haven't dealt with that past stuff. But it is affecting so many areas of your life and you probably don't even realize it because it's just like subconsciously it is the protection that you're kind of like holding I feel like over yourself to protect yourself from whatever old pain and trauma that you know you've been through that you haven't healed from all of that like creates you know different behaviors and different responses to things that you typically will probably be doing because you haven't healed from them whereas if you heal from them you can like you know truly be more in touch with yourself and not everything is acting out of you know having this guard up or having like a barrier up to like not have yourself hurt and I realized that about myself that for a long 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 time and even a little bit now I have difficulty letting people in and I have difficulty trusting people right out of the gate and I have difficulty just really getting vulnerable with people and a lot of that stems from just 
old things from my past. And it's like that in and of itself, not healing from that for so long affected so many friendships, affected so many relationships. It affected the way I just interact with others. And now that I'm like trying to start healing from that stuff, it's like, okay, maybe I'm not forever going to be this way in friendships. And maybe I'm not just because my response from the pain that I've been through that I haven't healed from is to be kind of shut off doesn't mean I'm going to be that way forever. You know, I don't forever have to be shut off because uh, as a response to like what's happened to me in my past. And by me choosing to be aware of that and heal from those things, I am, you know, breaking the chains of being victim to my past by doing that. So I really love that quote so, so much. And it can apply for like so many different things for me um, underneath the umbrella of just like things I've been through. And going off of that, like a second point, therapy is like as, as a lesson. This is like a separate lesson, but I'm kind of just like putting it underneath this one. Therapy is one of the best things you can do for yourself if you feel you need it. In my opinion, if you're having thoughts in your head like, oh, I feel like I need to like talk to somebody about this or I just like need help or if you find yourself like thinking often um, or keeping things to yourself often and not ever really anytime you're like dealing with something really difficult if your like first response is to just you know oh I can't tell anybody about this and I have to keep it to myself I've been there I still am there and I'm working on it but I think that in and of itself is enough of a sign like that you know you you should try and talk to somebody if you can because it's not sustainable to live like that and I say that out of love like I'm not saying like oh you need help like in that type of tone or anything I'm more so saying like I want you to take care of yourself mentally and emotionally because I know how it feels to get to like such a low point to where like it it just feels so hard to even like carry on doing everything yourself anymore and there comes a point when you have to just accept that you need help and you can't get through things alone and that's kind of just like the breaking point that I got to this year being 23 and that's okay and it's truly just the best investment I've made in myself at 23 I'm so beyond thankful for my work that I get 25 free sessions a year because I can promise you I would not be in therapy right now if that wasn't the case because I wouldn't want to pay for it um and that's what's so sad to me is like how needed it is I feel like for everybody like not even necessarily like consistent therapy like going every two weeks like I'm doing right now or going every week or whatever even every month even if you just need to go like to heal from like one thing and then like you know just go back if you feel that you need it some more like on your own time like that that too but like I feel like everybody could use it at some point or another even if it's not a consistent you know on a consistent basis and it just breaks my heart that it's not accessible to everybody you know what I mean and I don't know um because I I've I truly wouldn't be doing it if if um it wasn't covered because it's literally so expensive and it's just like oh it's so frustrating and I am thankful though that I feel like now there are cheaper options than there once were like when I was in college and I was kind of looking into it and like first thought about it I was like there's no way in hell I'm doing this anytime soon but I feel like now with like virtual options and things like that it's gone a little bit better and I feel like there's some things out there that are making it more accessible so hopefully that's the case and hopefully it keeps getting better but 
I truly, this is like my little um, cheerleader moment for therapy. Um, go therapy. Because <laughs> it's really great. <laughs> so I highly recommend it. Um, and it's definitely been, I've literally gone twice, you guys. And I'm literally being a cheerleader over here for it. So if that says anything, there you go. Um, next is a bit of a long lesson. It's just kind of like how, this is how I phrased it. Patience is tougher to learn and adopt as you get older. So for example, when you're younger in school and college, you seem to reap the benefits of your work more quickly. Whereas when you start a career, having patience can be really hard because there isn't a set timeline for when you'll achieve the next step. It's especially hard if your dreams require certain experiences, years of work, or years of extra school as a prerequisite for your dreams, and it really tests your ability to endure challenges for a long period of time. What I mean by that was kind of just like a mumbo, mumble jumble of words, and what I mean by that is I think getting into adulthood and your adult career, it really, like, you have to absolutely break every boundary of patience that you've ever had in your life and just expand it tenfold because I think that the older you get the amount of patience you have to have at least for during your 20s maybe it like scales back in another time but I highly doubt it for when you have like kids and stuff maybe like once you become like a grandparent or something your patience gets better or you don't have to have as much patience I don't know but all I know is I often catch myself thinking like just catching myself mid-thought and just being like, wow, like I really need like a lot of patience for this. Um, or f- just kind of mentioning to myself in my head, I feel like my t- patience is really being tested right now. I've said that to myself probably like once every other week at minimum in my 20, 30 year of life because it just truly feels like your patience is constantly being tested. And what I mean by that is it's just like when you're – when you're in high school, when you're in college, you know what's coming up next. You know, like, oh, it's end of 10th grade. I'm going to 11th grade next year. Everything's very, like, quick. You know, you do the work and you get the results quick. You know, you're in this grade for a year. You move up to the next grade. Awesome. You know, you play a sport and, you know, you have your seasons and you go through the seasons and, you know, you have your big... I don't know, like maybe you go to state or something and then you win state, that's your big reward. And like, it's obviously the accumulation of a lot of small moments and everything, but I just feel like once you get to adulthood, it's just like, you don't know what's next. It's literally just like you live one day at a time and that's all you can do because you have no idea what's next. You could quit your job, you could lose your job in the blink of an eye. You could move to an entirely different city or country you could change careers you could there's just like so much possibility which is a liberating thought but at the same time it's very like scary because it's like there's so much possibility and it's like you have a concept in your head of your dreams and like where you want to be but like nine times out of ten whatever that dream is and whatever wherever you want to be It's going to require like a lot of time and effort to get to that because in your 20s, like once you start adulthood, you are at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to like your career progression. And if you have whatever dream it is, 
it feels so far off that like you just your patience really gets tested during those days at work where you just feel just so fed up and you're just like I have to deal with this for how much longer until I can like reap the benefits of working hard doing this um and like knowing you kind of need to stick through it to get to where you want to be is just such a frustrating feeling because it's like you don't want to stick through with something if it's not making you happy and if it's making you miserable and even if it's not making you miserable if you just know it's not for you you don't want to stick through it but it's like sometimes you just like don't have a choice and you just kind of have to be patient because it's like and I don't want to say you don't have a choice you do have a choice but sometimes you just want to be patient because you want to see what happens if you stick it out because you're stubborn or because you just want to know and having that patience on the hard days is so difficult and I just feel like my patience is constantly being tested because I'm always just you know realizing that getting to where I want to be is going to just require a lot more time and effort and energy than I feel I have to give right now and that's what I wanted to say so um if you have any tips for working on your patience let me know because I feel like mine is just wearing thin day by day it was already thin to begin with so it's a rough position to be in the next thing is every time you decide to do or not do something because of someone else's thoughts or opinions you are destroying your own confidence so it's kind of like that quote or saying um that it's something along the lines of like the best confidence booster is you know making decisions for yourself or something like that and I have always been a very indecisive person I always like to like consult other people and get their opinions before I do something um one because I want what I do to like appeal to them and be approved by them and two just because I can't make a, make a decision by myself so I feel like when I ask people I have less of a chance of messing up and that's just like the perfectionist in me and I've learned that I don't know something happened in my 23rd year kind of like towards the end of being 22 and like as I like through most of my 23rd year I just feel like my self-confidence kind of just like fell off the wagon for a bit and it still kind of is like and I wasn't the most confident person in the world to begin with but I feel like I just had this true confidence to me when I was which is actually really ironic because when I think back to it and I think back to how I felt like internally I was actually really insecure with some things when I was like a sophomore freshman sophomore junior in college but I was very confident in a lot of other things that I'm not as confident in now so it's just weird how that's changed because I'm a very secure in things I was once insecure about but I'm very insecure in things I was once very secure about so it's just funny how life works and you just go back and forth between things like that but I just truly think something when I what I've realized in this is because I've noticed myself I'm like I am not as confident as I once was and I hate the feeling of it and I just like want to get back to that whatever and something I noticed that has helped a lot when I'm not feeling confident like honoring my decisions and like just making decisions for myself it's keep that's what the quote is it's keeping promises to yourself is a big um booster of self-confidence or something along along the lines of that And I couldn't agree more with it because it's just like when I 
you know, tell myself I'm going to go to a spin class or I'm going to go work out and I go do it, like that just makes me feel better. I feel more confident because it's just like I just honored a commitment to myself and I made a decision to do something and I did it. I followed through and I did it. And then, you know, anytime that I make a decision based off of what I think other people are going to think of me, like if I'm getting dressed to go somewhere and I just think it's not going to get the best reaction like on Instagram or if I'm thinking it's you know not the most trendy thing to wear so I don't really want to wear it if I think anything along the lines of that I am just like literally slapping my confidence in the face because it's just like I'm putting other people's opinions and thoughts before my own when I'm the person I should be checking in with first and honoring my like thoughts and opinions first when it comes to that kind of stuff so it's just been really helpful for me to sort of ask myself anytime that I'm being indecisive if I can like say you know am I being indecisive for whatever reason like do I feel insecure about this like what's a decision I could make related to this that would make me feel more secure about this and always asking myself you know do I feel this way because you know I'm thinking of somebody else's thoughts and opinions or do I feel this way because of my own and I really am just trying to get back to a spot of you know just like really being really confident and like I want it to show and I want to feel that way and I just don't really you know it's obviously important to have like some regard for other people's thoughts and opinions but not to the extent of like letting that control your decision making overall and that be like your overall like walking stick when it comes to you know decision making you don't want that to be the case you want to consider other people's thoughts and opinions but you don't want them to guide your actions and decisions completely so definitely keep that in mind um you know if you're somebody who's always you know worried what other people are going to think of you when you're posting something on social media when you're you know going back to visit your hometown when you're um changing jobs or when you're starting a new job or whatever it is you're literally taking hints to your own self-confidence because you're you know telling yourself that it's not enough or you're not enough but you are and you should be proud of and own whatever it is that makes you you and that you want to do because it's yours and it's you and that makes you you and you shouldn't you know decide to do something or not do something based off of how you feel others may um think or what you think their opinion may be so that's that next is don't feel guilty if your time becomes your most precious resource what i mean by this is like for me personally time is my most precious resource i value my time so much and i feel guilty sometimes because there are definitely times when i feel like you know griffin's friends um like want me to like come out or whatever and I'm just like I just don't have energy to I don't have time to and I would like maybe I do have time to but it's like my time is so valuable because of how much time I lose due to working that like that little like five hours of free time I probably have a week I like really really need to honor like whatever it is I want to do during that five hours like I try to be pretty selfish with it but I also just try to like honor what I want to do in the moment but I think a lot of times I'm hard on myself and I feel guilty because it is my most precious resource and I feel like I could be 
doing more socially or I could be, you know, whatever. I don't know. I could just be being a more fun person or something. I don't know. But, like, time is so precious. And if it's, like, going to be draining your energy and emptying your cup to do something and it's taking up your precious time, you know, don't do it. Like, that's just... It doesn't make sense. You know, time the amount of time you have left like with each second on this earth literally gets shorter and shorter so it's just like be careful with your time and how you spend it and at the same time you know don't be like so controlling over it to where you like don't allow yourself to live in the moment but I think it's so important to just I don't know think think about how you value your time you know like this is definitely subjective on a person by person basis like how I value my my time is going to look very different from how you value yours what it means to you and like what you're willing to give up your time for it's going to be different from person to person so I'm very picky with that and I have absolutely felt a lot of guilt and shame from that being so picky with how I spend my time especially in college there were lots and lots of times where I felt like I should be going out and I felt like I should be doing more but looking back I'm thankful for you know, learning that my time is precious and doing what I need to do with that time at the end of the day. If I knew what I needed to do with it and I honored it, then good for me. Next is when you are dissatisfied with your life, you displace that dissatisfaction onto others. So this kind of goes hand in hand with the whole destroying your own self-confidence thing. You may not realize it, but... Anytime you catch yourself, like, I don't want to say judging. Judging is one possible thing. But judging or being envious of or just overall having, like, a bad taste in your mouth with, you know, something you see on social media or maybe a friend in your life or a family member, whatever it is, a lot of times that dissatisfaction, like, with that other person and, like, what they're doing is because you're dissatisfied with that in yourself and you're just displacing that onto them. So, like, for example, I used to, like, I don't know, I still do, but, like, I love watching certain types of, like, videos on YouTube that are, like, very, like, tropical, like, travel type of videos. But when I started watching them or when I was watching them, like, as I had my nine to five I started realizing I was like resenting these people that I've always loved on YouTube and then I was like this has nothing to do with them I am just so like sad that that's not me and like that's not my lifestyle and that's like nothing to do with them because it's my life and I'm just displacing that discomfort that that I can't like travel and like go see all these amazing places all the time I'm displacing like that discontentment in my own life onto that person by feeling like I resent them. But it's like, I don't resent them. Like they didn't do anything to me. (laughs) They're fine. Um, And I feel like a lot of us do this, especially like on TikTok, like and Instagram, you know, like you see like a content creator and like maybe like you're just bothered by their content. You're just like, ew, like this person just bothers me so much for whatever reason. And maybe there's a valid reason, but a lot of times there isn't a valid reason. And you're literally just like, being a hater because you hate something about yourself in your own life and you're just not you can't grow a pair enough to change it and like I hate saying that but it's true sometimes like I oftentimes will literally find myself just like 
unable to consume content from other influencers that like influence full time because I just I know I could be doing that but I'm not and I'm fine with my decision to not do that but I'm also not the happiest with my career right now so obviously I'm going to be envious of anybody who is whether they're a full-time influencer or if they're just somebody who loves their job yeah I'll say it like I'm I'm definitely a little bitter and I but I should not be displacing that bitterness onto that person that's not fair to them (laughs) and I don't know it's just like this I never really dealt with this in college and I think that now I'm just dealing with it so much because of my job and like feeling very lost and confused with it so now it's like if I see somebody who loves their job has their dream job I'm trying to like not feel not or I let those feelings of jealousy stir up but then I I recognize them I realize they're there and I'm aware of them and I you know tell myself instead instead of being like wow like that must be nice oh my god I hate I hate that phrase I hate that phrase so much and I used to say it all the time and like now I wish I could like go back and remove my those words out of my mouth from ever being said um I hate when people say must be nice but um anyways I instead of saying must be nice or something when I see that type of stuff and just kind of like being like wow must be nice to like live this life and love your job and not work horrible hours whatever say whatever I could say but instead of thinking those things, I, I never say anything like that, like verbally, but in my head, like those thoughts definitely come to mind sometimes. Instead of thinking those things, I'm tr- I try to reframe it. Like I recognize those thoughts are there and then I reframe it. I'm like, I'm so happy for them that they, you know, love their job and I can't wait to get to that point. And that's kind of how I try to reframe it. I try to turn it into, I'm not there right now. But seeing that this person is gives me inspiration and motivation that I can be. Does that make sense? And I don't know. I Y'all are probably like realizing I'm just kind of like I've had an unhinged 2030 year. Because I'm just like all over the place emotionally and mentally. I've just like struggled with things I haven't struggled with before. And in a long, or that I haven't struggled with in a long time. But it's just me being like completely transparent and honest. Like I have these feelings. I get very stirred up and like jealous and envious sometimes when I get go on TikTok and social media and watch YouTube videos and all the things but it's important to like realize you know sometimes those things are just deeply rooted within you it's those things that you're not satisfied with in yourself and it takes a lot of self-reflection to realize that and realize what things are causing that but all in all like I definitely face that the most when it comes to like anything surrounding like my career um and you guys are probably like why on earth are you doing it Abby but just please be patient with me like I'm trying to be patient with myself because I don't know either but I'm, I'm trying um so yeah definitely keep that in mind this has been really game changing for me because it would put me in like a bad mood if I like saw a TikTok or like saw something on Instagram and like the fact that something could just like come up on your for you page and then put you in a bad mood like that's horrible to begin with like there's no control over it but what I wanted to say is you know try to like practice that like next time you like feel this feeling stir up about like whether it's a content creator or a friend in your life that maybe you get that way with just like ask yourself you know like why do I feel this way like am I like maybe you see they your friend um she posts a picture with her her boyfriend and you're just like oh my gosh like 
we get it you're in a relationship ew like I definitely know people like that and maybe you think that but like think deep down you know why why are you having those feelings is it because you're not happy in your own relationship is it because you're not you know secure in your singleness like what is it that's giving you that reaction maybe it's neither of those things I don't know but like could it be and then just try to reframe it into like being happy for that person and then sort of just putting it out there that like that will be you one day you know what I mean there's it just it's a lot less effort I feel like and takes a lot less energy to just like be nice even if it's just mentally nice to other people like because I don't outwardly express a lot of that stuff like I'm not like sitting here in people's TikTok comments saying like must be nice to love your job must be nice to whatever or saying anything like that but like mentally yes sometimes I'm saying those things because I'm human and honestly you just got to check yourself sometimes so next thing um you can commit to anything you set your mind to I put this on here because it's god it's so cheesy but I really think I had to say it because I'm I'm mainly talking about the CPA when I talk about this, which I hate talking about it. I hate even thinking about this time phrase of life. So we're just gonna like get through this point really quickly. I said phrase of life, didn't I? Phase of life. We're gonna get through this spot quickly because I just don't want to talk about it. Like anytime someone brings up a CPA, I'm like, can we please talk about something else? Um, and I really need to film my CPA video, like going over like how I studied, but like sitting down and talking about that is just like a soft spot right now that I just like don't want to touch but I really want to get it up because I know a lot of people have been asking about it so it'll be coming soon I just really need to like get in a mental health space where I can do it um but I really wanted to talk about it because for this reason and this reason only not to be like yeah I you know passed all four sections in five months but this is why I wanted to say it I did not think I could I didn't think I could pass it at all to begin with like I didn't believe in myself at all I remember going through college and seeing my older friends take it and I just remember having like this crazy fear inside of me of the day coming when I would have to take the exams because I some there was just doubt was like in my mind that was really taking over my whole mind and my whole body and just telling me you're not going to be able to ever pass those exams you're not going to be able to and the reason why I felt that way I think is because I struggled in a lot of my accounting classes in college and because of that struggle I faced in my classes, and I mean, I say struggle, and I mean really just getting like B minuses, Bs, whatever. And a lot of the times, though, like I was getting very low Bs or like high Cs, mid Cs on tests, and it just like kind of came out to like a low B or mid B. And because of all of that, which those aren't even bad grades, but like I was used to, you know, always making A's, so in my head it was. And I was so hard on myself. And I was literally telling myself because of me struggling in my classes, I told myself, I counted myself out before I even tried. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to pass these exams. I am so sorry for all the noise if you can hear the craziness on the street right now. Guys, what are we doing? It is Thursday night. Thursday. Okay. Sorry. I'm like so tired and people are bothering me. (laughs) Um, This is just like, I feel like we're FaceTiming right now, you guys, but I can't even like... I'm not even looking at anything. Um, Anyways, I counted myself out before I even tried. And I just vividly remember being like 19, 20, 21 years old and thinking to myself, 
there's no way I'm going to pass these exams and I'm going to have to figure so- like something else out with my degree or with my career. I truly, truly believed I wasn't going to pass them. Like, let alone in a year, two years, whatever. Like, but I ended up doing it in five months because I set my mind to it. I told myself, I gave myself that deadline and I did what I had to do in terms of planning and I just followed that plan and that set my set me up like for the success that I like needed and wanted. And it was a big confidence boost for me because I honored that promise to myself of doing my best to get them done before I started work. I didn't promise myself I was going to finish them before I started work because that's like not necessarily a promise I can keep and I can't guarantee I'm going to pass every single one of them on the first try. But I did promise myself I was going to put my best foot forward to, you know, at least attempt all four before I started work. And I attempted and passed them because I set my mind to it and, you know, the act of me doing it and preparing it for it built an established confidence that I didn't have. And whereas when I was like looking at it off in the future, I was counting myself out before I had even tried. And I feel like so many of us do this with like our careers and just our futures in general. Like we like think of something in our future and we just count ourselves out and we haven't even like had the chance at it yet. And it's like, why do we do that? Like we have not even tried and we're sitting here telling ourselves it could, we could never do this or we could never do that. Um, or I'll never have the time, or I'll never be smart enough, or I'll never, whatever it is, like, just set your mind to it, and if you really want it, and, like, you really want to get it done, like, you're gonna make it work, and it's gonna happen, but you have to commit yourself to it, and that's the biggest thing. So many people say they want to do things, but then they don't commit to it, so then it never happens, and that's basically breaking promises to yourself. You're destroying your confidence, you're telling yourself that, you know, you can't make decisions and you can't stick to them. But when you want something and you commit to it, you can do anything. You just have to get that commit piece of the puzzle in there and really set your mind to it. The next thing is it's okay to not be a social butterfly. I did not think I would experience this post-grad because I've never... I don't want to say I've never had issues with it, but it wasn't really something I struggled with in college once I found friends. Like, yes, when, when my freshman year, I struggled with this big time. Like, I felt like I needed to have an established friend group and a group that I could go do everything with because that's what everybody else was doing freshman year of college with their, you know, groups and their friends from their sororities and everything. So it's, that's what I felt like I needed. And then I eventually learned sophomore year, junior year, senior year, and in my master's, I do not need a friend group. I don't need to be a social butterfly. I like love having my few friends doing what I want to do with them and everything just being like, you know, like that. But then it's like post-grad came and I just like, I'm constantly like asking myself, like, should I be like doing more things socially? Should I be putting in more of an effort to make friends? Should I be doing these? Like, I just find myself asking those questions But I think those questions are coming from a place of just, like, societal pressure and what I see, like, on social media around me. Like, if I see a lot of my people my age going out or if I see that all over my social media, then I kind of, like, start asking myself, is that what I should be doing with my free time? But I've learned that me asking myself, should I be doing this, 
if I'm not, like, choosing to do it, no, I shouldn't be. Like, I'm choosing to spend my time how I want to be. It's okay if I'm not a social butterfly. It's okay if I only have one or two friends in the city right now that I live in and that's all I have, you know, a social battery for at the end of the week when after working all week. And it's okay to not be a social butterfly. It's okay to not, you know, have extravagant social weekends or social nights like after work. Whatever it is, it is okay. You do you. Live your life how you want to live your life. Spend your time how you want to spend your time because it is your life to live and not anyone else's. And just because you see somebody else doing something a lot on social media or something looks aesthetically pleasing or something is getting a good response on social media, that does not mean that that's how you need to be living your life. Because the only way you need to be living your life is the way you want to be living it. So, yeah. Next, nothing is worth abandoning yourself. This is a short but deep one. Um, I don't have anything specific to say on this. But I have noticed that a lot of times um, with decisions I've made, I've truly just put myself at the bottom of the list when it comes to like whose thoughts and opinions I consider when making that decision, and I'm at the very bottom. And also going along with that, there's a lot of a lot of times you make decisions, and it just like requires you straying from like your true self and like who you want to be whether that's your you know future self and like truly who you want to be and everything and like maybe that's your career or maybe it's something that just like abandons overall like everything you value in life like if something is making you abandon everything that you define as peace you know nothing is worth that because at the end of the day, like, you have yourself and that is so important to maintain, It's or it's so important to maintain, like, everything that makes you you. Because the second you start adding other people into your own identity and you start, or you start taking things from your identity and replacing them with things that, you know, aren't really you you're really just abandoning yourself and you're just gonna like get to this really weird point of feeling very out of touch with yourself and out of touch with your emotions where you're not really prioritizing your own emotions and your own feelings and your own thoughts and your own wants and desires and you start to prioritize either other people's or other people's that they have for you and it can just get messy and I just truly want to say nothing is worth like abandoning pieces of yourself because at the end of the day, you know, like, that's what makes you you. And the next thing is, if it costs you your peace, it's too expensive. Another cheesy quote, but once again, getting into adulthood, um, being at peace is such an underrated feeling, and it is the best feeling in the world when you truly just feel content and at peace. It doesn't happen often in adulthood, I feel like, but, um, if it's if it costs you your peace, I don't want to say like cost you your peace once, then you know, buy, let it go. Um, I just mean this in terms of the phrase like if something consistently costs you your peace on a regular basis, like reconsider why it's in your life, I guess, because you know, what is it doing there if it's literally not adding any positive value to your life, I guess you could say. That's the shortest way to say it. 
The next and last thing is if you're not seeing results, it's likely because you're doing things for the wrong reason. This may be a hot take. I don't know. Um, I just kind of thought of this one and I kind of, when I put this one down, I kind of was thinking about overall just, I, I thought about like my fitness journey a little bit when I put this one down and I also thought about just like my journey as a content creator. And I feel like when you aren't seeing results, um, it's important to reevaluate like where you're at. And like for me personally, like I know with my fitness journey, I was really into strength training and lifting weights from like summer of 2019 all the way through pretty much summer of 2021. Um, and I very consistently did that. I probably took off like a consecutive two weeks once during that time and other than that I at least you know worked out once or twice a week with strength training but it was usually more than that and I got to a point with it where I just got kind of I don't want to say tired of it because like looking back I like really do miss that phase like of my fitness journey and everything but I got to a point where I just didn't really know why I was doing it anymore I knew I was doing the exercises and I was working out because it made me feel better mentally and emotionally, but that no longer was like enough and I realized that I was kind of fell into this trap of like doing things for the wrong reason. I realized I was strength training because I thought it would give me like this certain body and then it never gave me the certain body so then I just kind of became dissatisfied with it and I just lost motivation with it slowly and I was like I need to like do something else and I started studying for the CPA exam and I just kind of put my fitness routine a little bit on the back burner like I was still working out like once or twice a week but never more than that which is still fine but I wasn't pressuring myself to do something I didn't want to do and I think for probably a couple months I was like truly just pressuring myself to keep strength training because I felt like it was what I needed to do to you know, be whatever the definition of healthy and fit and strong is and to like get a certain body or look a certain way. And like, it wasn't always that way. Like I definitely did not start with that mindset, but I think it just kind of turned into that with time. Um, and I truly just, you know, did a little self-evaluation and I realized I was kind of doing things for the wrong reason and I needed to take a step back from the strength training because I wasn't doing it for the right reasons anymore and then you know I started I've just done a lot more like low impact type of stuff lately like I just do a lot more like yoga type of flows or like body weight Pilates exercises and um, I go to spin classes a lot more I guess that's not really low impact but like kind of and that's just like what's best for me right now in this phase of life and I feel like I don't want to say I've seen more results because I don't think my body's changed drastically. I did like happen to watch a video from like last summer in Tuscaloosa the other night and I feel like my body's like actually has like it just looks very different just from like when I was like heavily strength training versus now and that's not what it's about but I feel better and that's what it was about for me like that's what my issue was when I got to like the rut with strength training. I just like started realizing I just didn't feel very good and that's what sort of initiated me doing a self-evaluation and being like okay 
you know, why do I feel like I'm still doing this? Like, if it's something I'm not, like, I don't feel very good doing it. And I, you know, was getting frustrated because I wasn't, like, seeing results and, like, not getting the body I thought I would get and everything. But it's, like, that's not why you should be in it in the first place. And that was, like, my first red flag to be, like, okay, I need to take a step back from this for a little bit until I feel like I can do it for the right reasons again. And I absolutely think I will 100% go through another phase of loving strength training and that's just not what I'm in right now. But it's just so wild to me because for once I finally like listened to my body and I was like, look, I don't want to do strength training anymore. My body's tired. I want to like focus on more low impact stuff and just anything that like makes me feel really good at the end of the day. My spin classes that I go to, I literally am on an endorphin high like no other when I get out of them. I literally don't even mind coming home and getting back on to work after I go to spin because I'm just so high on endorphins like that is how good it makes me feel and that is saying a freaking lot um and I don't know like it just makes me feel so good and then like same thing with like the body weight exercises and like yoga flow type of stuff like I just feel so good doing those things and I just have seen the most results in terms of how my body feels I don't like I said, I don't necessarily think I've seen like my body change drastically and those aren't the results I'm going for. I'm going for mental results. I'm feeling a mental impact and how my body feels after the workout. Like that's what the type of results I'm talking about. Like how do I feel afterwards? How does my body feel afterwards? Do I feel like lethargic and fatigued or do I feel like I can flow more and do more and I have more energy because that was a thing with lifting I was feeling fatigued and I was just feeling very lethargic and like my body just always 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 felt exhausted and now it's like I feel like workouts are giving me energy again and they make me feel better and I can't ask for more than that and I love that but that is everything I hope you all enjoyed this episode I know I like oh my gosh how did I end up making this an hour and 10 minutes long how is it eleven thirty at night okay I need to go to bed but thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, just like a little fun chat with the friends. And follow In Bloom Podcast on Instagram if you don't already. And check out In Bloom Podcast. Or check out, of course, check out In Bloom Podcast. You're listening to it right now. Check out the In Bloom Podcast Facebook group. And thank you so, so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you more than you know. And I will talk to you all next week.